M-I-C-A-H Beats Welcome, welcome, welcome to Just Therapy, where we talk about life with a comedy twist, with your host, comedian Sean Boyd, Antonio Ferguson, and Miss KT. We talk about a whole bunch of shit from politics to people actually taking shit. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the therapy session. Man, this be dope. Make a motherfucker wanna rap. I can't rap, man. Hold on, here we go. I can't rap. I really can't. But come sit down on the couch with us. Man, I can't rap. Come to the couch. Enjoy the show. Let's go. Just another day on the couch talking about all the problems of today. Welcome back to another episode of Just Therapy. I am your host, comedian Sean Boyd, and it is another beautiful Monday evening, y'all. Yes, 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 yes. Little Mama is the co-host. She is all up in my lap, and I can't do nothing without her right now. Yeah. She keeps telling me to turn my phone on, but it's not on my phone this time. So she kind of getting on my nerves right now. My other host is running a little bit behind, but this is the first broadcast without red line radio so it is all us you can go to our twitch page at just therapy pod we're also on youtube at just therapy the podcast and of course our facebook page just therapy the podcast i also put it on my page as well so thanks for rocking with us we appreciate y'all and hey we we on it today y'all it's another beautiful Monday evening. It's been raining all damn day. All day. I don't know about y'all, but it's been dreary. <laughs> it's been dark and gray. But hey, we here, man. We are here. And like I said, I'm your host, comedian Sean Boyd. And I am not on one yet, but I am here. Uh working with the new studio, which is the house. Everything is through the computer. Hopefully we are not uh, staggering or anything like that. No no uh, lagging in the production. So hopefully everything runs smoothly for y'all today. So uh, just trying to get some people up in here in the live, usually, you know, I uh, stream it on my Facebook page and I shoot out the messages and all that good stuff. But since it's uh, just on the uh, Just Therapy page and the YouTube, I wasn't able to do all that. So we here, y'all. We are here. And I'm looking forward to this show, man. We got a lot to talk about. 
It was another uh, nice weekend. You know, can't complain, can't complain. None of the usual couches have checked in yet, but I'm sure they will be coming in shortly. So, ready for this first broadcast, y'all. And uh, just getting into the recap, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Friday was cool. Friday was a good day. It wasn't, you know, too bad. Uh, Chill. Um, had some crazy, had some crazy, crazy stuff going on on Friday, uh, but it ended as a great day. Um, what did I end up doing Friday night? Oh, I end up helping out my man Brad, who is the official sponsor of Just Therapy the podcast, Twisted Tomato Pizzeria. If it's pizza, it's possible, and you know the food be. So, yeah, so, you know, that's always a good thing. But uh, went and helped him out for a little bit. Saturday, got my work on out on with my main, my main man, Jay Luke. Listen, I swear, every time I go to this dude's class, right, he be trying to kill me. Like, And it's a great workout. Don't get me wrong. It's great workout. It's dope. But golly, I'd be so damn tired leaving there. And this week, I was ready for it because I've been working out all week uh, at the house for like 20 to 40 minutes each morning. So I was ready for it. So uh, thankfully, I'm not as sore as I was uh, two weeks ago when I took his class. Uh, It was brutal two weeks ago. So So that's cool. Uh, Saturday evening. Well, Saturday uh, it was my dad's birthday, so I did a little uh, ponder for me because it, it was just for me. Uh, I really want for nobody else, but um, that was cool. It Saturday really didn't hit me like you know it normally hits me, as far as being you know kind of messed up. You know what I'm saying? It's my dad's birthday. He's been gone. It's almost six years he's been gone, but it didn't hit me. Uh, like, you know, like normal. So, which is a, a good thing, I think. So, um, yeah, so I did that and uh, was just thinking about, you know, how, how good of a dad he was, you know what I'm saying? And just was uh, thankful that uh, God was heavily present in my dad's life. So, you know, that made him a good dad, you know what I'm saying? So that was uh Saturday afternoon. Then after that, end up going to some place in Akron uh, called Noms. Uh, me and J. Luke hooked up. Uh, it was somebody he knew knew birthday. So we went and they had uh, buy one, get one free drink tickets. So uh, we hung out and then went to some fundraiser afterwards. Uh, didn't participate in the fundraiser. They was charging $20. And I guess it was a guy running for like city council or something. But I'm like, I, first off, I can't vote in Akron. And second off, I don't know him, so I'm not about to give him $20 donation because, like, I don't even know who the dude is. So I don't know what his politics was about. I don't know what he's staying for, nothing. So I wouldn't even be on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So come on, stop. You just going to make faces in the camera the whole time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that ain't cool. So I see somebody did jump in. Appreciate you jumping in. Like I said, KT is running a little behind. I am on the ones and twos by myself. 
real quick, uh, definitely sending uh, prayers and healing energy to our main man, Lee Money. Uh, he was in the hospital Saturday, so definitely sending uh, prayers and healing energy to him. I uh, sent him a message after he was out. He said everything looked good, but they didn't know what was going on. So, you know, hopefully he'll be all okay. Uh, the night was definitely interesting Saturday, though. Definitely. Stop, please. Stop, please. Yeah, yeah, my bad, y'all. It's 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 definitely a trying time with this little girl because she just won't turn it off and just being silly all the time. But uh Saturday night was cool. Um we hung out, got a little tipsy, had some fun. Sunday went to church, uh, and then picked up little mama, and then like we just chilled the rest of the day, y'all. That's how that's how my weekend was. Hope everybody else had a great weekend you know definitely because if y'all ain't had no good weekend you know you know it happens you know what i'm saying but it is another monday so hopefully the work week wasn't too bad work day wasn't too bad so we're gonna let you end your day off with some laughter and with us you know what i'm saying so but again, appreciate everybody checking in for the first broadcast without Red Line Radio. What's up, Carol? Faithful Coucher, what's going on with you? <laughs> and Carol, she acting up already. She's just doing too much. And I'm the only one running the board. I can't, you know, pause it or nothing. You know what I'm saying? If I again, if I go on mute, it's gonna get crazy. And then she got this cough out of nowhere. And it's getting on my nerves. So me and her, we stay home today. And I worked from the from the crib, so that was cool. But uh, KT running a little behind, but we go get into it. So, and uh, we always, you know, this is the last Monday of Black History Month, so of course I got to bring you another Black History fact that you might not have known of. And today I am bringing you Robert Smalls. Robert Smalls uh, was born in 1839. He was an American war hero and politician who, during the American Civil War, commandeered a Confederate ship to escape from the South and later become the first Black captain of a vessel in the U.S. service. He served multiple terms as a congressman from South Carolina during Reconstruction. Basically, this dude stole a ship got his wife right and his kids and like 16 other slaves and freedom by stealing the ship so i'm telling you interesting interesting story make sure y'all check it up check up uh check up on it it is robert small's very very interesting story went on to be uh, a congressman and definitely a dope story y'all so y'all gotta check that story out Oh man, yeah, she always got energy too much energy, like she never turns it off, but it happens, it's cool. <laughs> so, that was your black history fact that you might not have known of. Oh man, that thing ran out quick. So, yeah, so I am running everything by myself, y'all. So it's going to be a process, but I, I hope y'all stick with us and keep it going. 
So uh, let's get into it, though. Uh, we always like to do a childhood memory. Let you guys know a little bit of history about us and get into our backstory. Uh, my childhood memory this week is definitely going to be a story about my dad. Uh, as I was saying earlier, Saturday was his birthday. So I was reminiscing on how good of a dad he was. And I was uh, a little bad, a, a little bad motherfucker. I ain't even gonna lie. I had both my parents, right, the whole time until they passed. And I was the youngest, so I was the baby. So I used to test the waters all the time. And when I mean all the time, I mean, like, I would test it because I was trying it. And one time, so I used to always sneak out in the middle of the night. And this when I was smoking weed. I would sneak out of the house, either through the window or through the front door when my parents went to sleep, right? But this particular night, I was going, I was about to sneak out and I heard my, I heard my dad, right? Coming out the room and I'm like, oh shit. So me being me, I kind of like hid, like we had this big makeshift, like kind of Chinese or curio cabinet or whatever. It was wood. My brother made it and it was huge. Right. So I'm like, kind of like over onto the side by the door. And I was acting like I was asleep because I have slept walk before as a kid. So I tried to get away with it and act like I was sleeping. And my dad came in and was like, nigga, your ass ain't sleep. Get your ass back in the room and like hit me with something. And that shit had me laughing and I was pissed because I couldn't go smoke with my people that night, but he was not on it. And one of the funniest parts about that is at his funeral, of course, I, I spoke and I told that story in the church during his funeral with the cuss words, flat out with the cuss words. So like I I was like y'all gonna have to I'm like y'all gonna have to forgive me but I'm just repeating exactly what he said at that time you know what I'm saying because he was like nigga your ass ain't sleep get back to bed and people was laughing and uh, some people was looking shocked like most of my family was laughing at that shit even my mom like cracked a grin. Cause of course, you know, she, she knew about that situation. So, so I really, I really didn't care that I cussed in church. You know what I'm saying? I was like, God, you know, you know, my heart. So <laughs> I figured I couldn't really get in trouble for that one. You know what I'm saying? Cause I was just repeating what my dad said. Shit. You know? Yeah. So uh, let's go with uh, y'all know what's next. Oh yeah, exactly. Definitely. And it's funny because I, I forgot to throw that up. You know what I'm saying? I, I was ready. I was ready for the childhood memories and I forgot to throw that up. But whatever. We'll go to the next one. As y'all know, we like to give flowers while they're still here. We like to give people flowers while they're still here so they can smell the roses. Instead of being conditioned like we are so often to give flowers to people while they're dead and gone. So we like to give people flowers why they still got it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, my flowers this week is going to go out to my friend, Tasha. 
Tasha Jones. I'm going to give her flowers. Her birthday is tomorrow. Happy birthday to you. But I'm going to give her her flowers because she's always been a very supportive person. Always been real cool. Tell you about yourself when you need to be told about yourself. And keep it 100. You know what I'm saying? And that's all you really can ask for of people nowadays is to keep it 100 with you and not the sugarcoat shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, always supported my comedy career, you know. Uh, she got me for a TV. I got I I bought a, a brand new TV. Uh, it was a 65 inch curve, and I had a 55 inch at the time. And I wouldn't go put it in my bedroom because I don't do TVs in the bedroom. That's another story. But um, she had helped me get my 65 inch on this new stand I bought. And I was trying to get rid of my 55 inch. So I'm like, hey, you, you want it? And she's like, how much? I'm like, Man, just give me like 500 or 300 or whatever. And uh, it's funny because uh, she still owed me damn money for that TV. But that's neither here nor there. Like I said, she's always been a, a good people. Um, just true to her word and stuff like that. So, Tasha, you are getting your flowers today. Definitely. You say, little mama, your bestie deserves flowers. <laughs> you saying, little mama deserves flowers? Her little punk self. She been having me going today, though. Just all over the place. Like, she never turns it off and she is so silly like i posted on facebook not too long ago like i really be wanting to beat her ass but i don't because like i'm not gonna tell her to stop being silly and stop having fun and stop laughing and she get it honest you know what i'm saying for me so how can i get mad at that you know what i'm saying i just can't miss in the building what's good with you I'm good. How are you? You know, being blessed, loving life. Just ran through uh, the black history fact that people might not know. Did the, uh, my childhood memory and I just got off of flowers. Are you still in the car? Yeah. What was the black history fact? I want to see if it's something I know or not. All right. It was about Robert Smalls. You ever heard of him? Yeah, I feel like he was the superintendent, or we had a superintendent in Akron named Robert Smalls. Oh, no, this dude was born in 1839. Uh, he was an American war hero and politician who, during the American Civil War, commandeered a Confederate ship to escape from the South and later became the first black captain of the vessel in U.S. service. Uh, he served multiple terms as a congressman from South Carolina during reconstruction yeah oh wow so, so he, he yeah so he basically jacked the ship got his wife yep. and kids and like 16 other slaves and freedom by stealing the ship and bounce and got through like the checkpoints and everything yeah so where did he take the ship do you know where where did, where did he take the ship uh, yeah, like did he come across seas and like go to England? Did he go to Canada? Did he just go up north? Like I'm just trying to figure out how he yeah, stole he a ship just, and uh, then steal. Well, because it say uh, uh, Smalls and other enslaved people on board took control of the ship in Charleston Harbor 
He picked up his wife and children and others succeeded in passing through Confederate checkpoints and turned the ship, uh, its cargo of weapons and several important documents over to the Union Naval Squadron uh, oh, okay. blockading the city. So, yeah, so he basically uh, he basically sailed up north to get away. Yeah, and turned yeah. it in for his freedom. That's what's up. Right, right, yeah, and then end up becoming like a congressman that served several terms. So, yeah, you gotta check out his story. His story pretty dope. Carol said, "What up, KT?" Yeah, that's what's up. Hey, Carol, how you doing? What would you? Wikipedia. What you put in here? I'm praying you for you, sis. Okay. Yeah, and already. Uh, oh, that must be the link about Lee. Robert Small's story. Maybe, I already shouted out uh, prayers and healing energy to Lee Money, since he was in the hospital uh, this past weekend, but he is out. So, yeah. So yeah, we streaming on. Oh yeah, Facebook. I hope you're doing all right. Yeah. So we streaming on Facebook under Just Therapy the Podcast, YouTube Just Therapy the Podcast, and Twitch Just Therapy Pod. Uh, I couldn't throw it on my page to send it out to everybody because I only had three uh, lines of live to go through. So uh, Carol says she's good. So she said, thank you, sis. Yep. So what's your childhood memory this week? Uh, so my childhood memory is going to be about playing sports. So I'm, uh, to me, right, in my own opinion, I have always been a really good athlete. Um, I don't remember being a great athlete because I played so many different sports. Um, I did basketball. I did volleyball. I did track. I was a cheerleader. Um, sometimes I just would help with other things. Like, I just feel like I'm very versatile, right? So right. Um, I was laughing because I thought I was good at volleyball. And so we had this banquet. And the only award I got for volleyball was for most spirited. <laughs> And so when I read it, because, you know, um, in general, volleyball is like a white girl sport. I was probably either the only black girl or there might have been two of us. I can't remember. That was the only one that got an award. But, you know, I'm always super cheerful. And so I just remember being like, we can do it. Let's go. Or ACE, boom, when they did good. But I thought I was pretty good. Until I got that most spirited award. <laughs> That's like a donation award. <laughs> Thanks for participating or something. <laughs> and so I'm doing my basketball oh, girls. Uh, I'm doing their awards banquet tomorrow. So it just reminded okay. me of, of how cheap I felt. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, oh, I should give somebody the most spirited award. Oh, I think we lost her. 
You still there? Yeah, it's probably connecting to my Wi-Fi. I just got to the house. Oh, oh, okay. So you thinking about giving somebody else the most spirited? <laughs> yeah, I thought about it, like, just so they can feel my pain, so they can know you ain't as good as you thought either. <laughs> oh, shit. That's hilarious. Hey, big shout out to Square Mo for checking us out on Twitch. Thanks for checking us out, brother. We live every Monday. 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Keep messing with us. Keep coming to the couch, man. Appreciate you. Oh, man. Straight file. That is straight file. Carol said that's straight file. Go do them, go do them girls like that. Yeah, that most, most spirited. That's like back in the day when everybody got a participation trophy and shit. Like, this ain't, this ain't that. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, back in our day, people wanna... didn't get participation trophies. No, nah, we, we ain't get none of that shit. We got first, second, or third, and that was it. And if you lucky, if you got a third place trophy, you know right. what I'm saying? Because like the third place trophy was little as shit. It was only first and second. Anytime we played sports, it was a winner and a loser. Shit. <laughs> right. That's it. So they make it. That's why they making them kids so damn soft right now. They get participation trophies and shit just for your parents paying for you to be in a sport or activity and you ain't did shit. And listen, you know? and so the problem is it makes our good players sorry because they never quite live up to their potential because right. they don't they don't know hard work. Oh, I should have shared that right. um quote from Don Stanley, Don Stanley, the girls basketball coach. Okay, what'd she say? She said, this generation has NBA dreams with a backyard mm -hmm. work ethic. Wow. Yeah, I did. I seen that quote. But that's, that's so true, though. Like, so true now. It is, because parents hyping them up, thinking they better than they are, and, you know, mm -hmm. And that's like, you know, I was talking to my friend yesterday. My kids were good and they didn't get trained and all that extra stuff. But I never hyped them up to feel like they were good because we work for everything we get in this. You know, I don't expect nobody to hand mine nothing because we're going to go right. get it. So anytime they was in a situation where somebody might have overlooked them or might not have realized they was as good as they are, I told them, don't right. worry. Let your game speak for itself. We ain't, ain't got to say a word. When you get out there and show out, then they look, they they come apologizing. And, you know that's just how it goes. If you don't put forth that work ethic, then you're not going to be able to be as successful as you could. You know, compared to the people that's working hard. Absolutely. Yeah, that's hilarious. This generation, some suckers anyway, though. They so soft. <laughs> Unbelievably so. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they soft, softer than uh, they soft really batch are. cookies, softer than baby tissue. <laughs> the, the wet baby tissue kind. Right, right. Yeah. Did you want to give out uh, give out some flowers to somebody? I do. Hey Alexa, turn on lights. Um, I am going to give my flowers to my cousin, the Allen Jackson. Okay. He has had his first baby. Um, the baby's premature and probably going to, you know, 
have a fight to be okay. But I thank the mm-hmm. Lord that the baby is here and that, you know, he is a good dad already. He's already stepped up. And so I am very proud of him. So the Allen Jackson, you are getting your flowers today. Congratulations on baby Koa and prayers that the baby is healthy and safe. Right. That's what's up. That is what's up. All right, what we got for our first topic? I forgot. I have no idea because you did the Black History Month one. Yeah. Oh, is it high school b-ball? Yeah, high school basketball. Yeah. Yeah. So before we really get into it, y'all know high school basketball is reaching their playoffs right now. I got to give a big shout out to Anthony Burns. He is the head coach at Maple High School. I watched that little dude grow up, and he ain't little no more. He actually uh, ended up helping them get to their best winning record ever, right? Best winning record ever. All his team was eligible the entire season, right? Oh, yeah. They they made – yep, they made the playoffs – and they on to the next round. So big shout out to Anthony Burns, a.k.a. Bink. Good job, brother. Good job. Straight proud of you, fam. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, so Yeah, yeah. He, he doing his thing, man. He doing his thing. So so we wanted to talk high school hoops. And uh, a high school basketball player punches rival in face and starts epic brawl. Oh, shit. So the melee happened after Robinson and Bacon had an on-court altercation, which quickly sparked off a mass brawl with players being held back. Both teams have since been withdrawn from the New Jersey State Interscholastic Athletic Association State Tournament. Eastside's athletic director Mark Phillips and Coach Kenny Event say their players did not leave the bench. The video shows our team didn't leave the bench philip said everything else we'll see how it turns out none of my kids left the bench we should be fine uh and he just kept saying none of my team none of my kids left the bench i don't know what happened with their team i just wanted to get my kids off to the locker room well that's a uh, ruling issue because if a kid leaves the bench they have to have an automatic suspension and I don't yep. know if it's one game or two games. I believe it's two games, but it might be, you know, because St. V had some players a couple of years ago that got into a fight and there was some automatic suspensions. So, you know, okay. that's like a big deal because at least, you you know, if all your players get up, every single player that gets up and steps on that court has to be suspended. And so some teams, you know, are disappointed because, Kids do it on purpose, but especially if they lose it, to ruin yep. that other chance at advancing or playing well in that next round. Yeah, man, which is kind of foul. Yep. So I, I got I got video. We go watch video real quick to see what happened and how it went down.
All right, can yeah, you play so, it again? Because yeah, I'll play it again. It happened so quick, but it seemed it like, I mean, maybe they was passing words. Because it seemed like dude was just coming down court and somebody stole off on him. Yeah. So uh, the backstory, because I was, you know, looking up the article or whatever. So the backstory is um, they go to a charter school, but play for two different schools, if that makes sense. So they actually were in the same school and got into it earlier in that day where I guess the dude said something about his mom or whatever. And I guess he was just waiting on a good uh, a good spot because like that game was only like I think in the second quarter when that when the uh, with the when the brawl popped off. But I'll go ahead and play it again. Here we go. And it seemed like the gray team is the team that all left the bench. And the orange team really didn't move too much, but it was some kids from the orange team that did move. So the coach saying none of my kids left the bench was a Listen, damn that fight got so crazy, I didn't even see the bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was people from the stands getting into it too. They was coming down to defend their people. Yeah. But it's crazy because the guy who swung first isn't even the one that was like the riled up chasing the other pr guy player like I originally thought. So it's, I don't know what right. that that definitely feel personal. But uh, most charter schools don't have a team. And so you can go to that school and potentially play for your public homeschool. And so if you could go to that same school, but if your homeschool is in different areas, that's how you can play for different teams, but go to the same school. Right. But yeah, I guess that was a, a rival, a rivalry match. You know, you got to say that word slow. I can't say that shit fast. <laughs> <laughs> rivalry. Okay. Got yeah. It. Hey, you try to say it fast. Go ahead. Rivalry. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Rivalry. Say it three times fast. Rivalry, rivalry, rivalry. Hey, rivalry, rivalry. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh man, but it, it just it made it, it, when I seen that it brought me back to uh something that happened when I was in high school. Uh-huh. And and it's funny because I mentioned Maple, uh, you know, dude I knew that uh, Ooh, excuse me, Coach Maple, right? But so Bedford used to be big rivals with Maple. Like that was our rival. Okay. And anytime football, basketball, track, whatever it was, it was guaranteed to be a fight. But we were smart. We didn't fight during the game. We waited till after the game and everybody was outside. The one fight got so big after the basketball game, like people got like seriously injured and ended up in the ER. And this fight was so epic. Motherfuckers was fighting in the emergency room at the damn hospital. Like that's how bad it got. Like it was that bad. Like that bad. Like we used to have 
big beef with Maple. I'm talking about it was like on site. Didn't matter where, where anybody was at. It was on site. And if you was like by yourself, you would get caught slipping, period. It didn't matter what 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 side you was on. If you got caught by yourself and it was more than one or two, like two oh, or three of them, oh, they was jumping. You say what? What was y'all beefing for? Uh, nothing. Like, <laughs> literally. Nothing at all. Like, there was Just no... Two different sides. Yeah, there was... Yeah, there was like real, there was really no reason behind the beef. And we were like, so the cities was so damn close because if you know where Southgate USA is, it's a uh, old like outdoor mall. <laughs> One part was in Bedford and then the other part was in Maple, like literally. One part of it was in Maple. One part was Bedford. That's kind of like outside. That's kind of like outside, yeah. They still be so, yeah, we was that close and we was still beefing. Yeah. My baby says she showed me her little baby doll saying the baby said little sister. <laughs> 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 oh man. She letting you know yeah. what the baby wants. The baby right, wants a little right. Yeah. Couchers, let, let us know if y'all had any like high school rivalries like that where it just was always a fight uh and and even worse like we used to fight with almost every school though because like fight with euclid and when i was young and you know like my brother like i think my oldest brother or middle brother and yeah my middle brother was in high school it was a huge fight with uh euclid where they like was trying to get them off the bus to come off the bus to fight. And what happened was the bus driver ended up getting killed. And the one dude from Bedford got charged with it. It was went to jail for that shit. Like it was seriously that crazy. That is crazy. Crazy. Was your school in the hood? Bedford was a suburb. But the whole thing is a lot of people that went to Bedford and went to Bedford, they like lived in Bedford, Bedford Heights, Oakwood, came from the hood because, you know, our parents wanted us to have a better education. So people would still had that hood mentality at a suburb school. So most schools would test us like, oh, y'all from the burbs, blah, blah, blah. But then they get their ass whooped because... Like, no, nah, we from the hood. Our parents just wanted to fight, you know, fight for a better education for us. So, like, it ain't like we was soft and shit, but everybody thought we was. So, but yeah, that shit crazy. Listen, it reminds me of when uh, my youngest son went to a um, AAU basketball tournament with his coach, and they were playing down in Columbus. And one of the opposing players swung on somebody on Baby's them team, and they got to fighting. And parents was all in the stands, and it was crazy. And so I don't often let my son go without me, but I must have been doing something where I couldn't go. So when his mm -hmm. coach called me, I said, where was my baby at? Because I know you ain't let my baby get hurt. He going to say, oh, I ain't crazy. He was behind me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> 
You say, long as you know, you go get your ass whooped. If my baby end up getting hurt in this damn fight, that baby come back know. with a black eye or something. Talk about somebody stole on me. And where was your coach at? And what he do? Because that's who I need to see. Because <laughs> if I leave my son in your care, you better protect him like I'm there. Right. <laughs> they was all picking uh, on me, talking about we needed you. Where was you at? <laughs> <laughs> talking about you. <laughs> yeah, talk about why why they don't want to start nothing when you there. <laughs> That's hilarious. And like the parents was fighting each other too. Well, the like a parent had went down to maybe grab their kid, but another parent felt like they was going down to be on trash. So then they that parent pushed the parent, and that's what got the parents to fight it. And then the players seen like one of their parents or friends' parents fighting. So then that's what turned it into like, it was like a little mini brawl for, you know, it only lasted maybe 30 seconds to a minute, like not nothing too crazy. But when stuff like right. that happened, you know, it's AAU. They call in the game, it's a wrap, you know, it's over with, both teams out the tournament, have a good day, you know, it ain't yeah. like public school where it, it mess up the brackets and do all of this, you know, stuff. Yeah. AAU, yeah. they like, up, oh, you wasted that money. Have a good day. Like that's it. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny because uh, nephew, I call him nephew, Todd Pittman. He uh used to referee AAU games, and he was like, some of them games get out of hand real fast, so he stopped doing it because it wasn't worth the money. But he say they they start fighting, the refs will walk off the court and be like, we out. Like we ain't, we ain't officiate yep. no more. This game over. You know what I'm saying? Because it really don't mean <laughs> nothing to us. Yeah. Yep. And the problem is, you know, parents feel like they have a right to just say and do whatever, you know? Yeah. And that's one of my fears with basketball is, you know, just like we had that NBA little riot, you know, it was probably about 10 years ago now, I guess. Uh, but that idea of at what point do you not want the fans to be so close? Because I remember after the Pacers, you know, had that riot with the fans and Ron Artest mm -hmm. lost his mind and all of that. You know, they had right. it was rumors that they were thinking about doing NBA like they did the hockey rink and putting up like a oh, clear, yeah. glass, clear glass cage around it to keep fans mm -hmm. from like not actually being so interactive, you know. And it luckily never had to come to fruition because there hasn't been any other serious situations like that. But things still right. happen. Sometimes the fan get mad and throw a cup or throw something um, at an NBA player. Or, like, I, heard, I remember one, like, saying something derogatory about LeBron. Or, you know, it's like so many limits or things are crossed because people feel like they have a right to do and say whatever. Yeah, man. People got that, that, that sense of entitlement. Like, I paid to see this game so I can say whatever I want to y'all and have no consequences at all. Right. <laughs> Which is not true. <laughs> no. They will put you out the game. And then if the person wants to, they can pursue it. They can find you. You know, they yep. can try and sue you civilly, depend on how far you go. You know, like it's all kind of stuff. So. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's high school hoops for you, man. High school hoops for you. This this next story kind of, uh, like, I need people's opinion on this one because 
it's uh it, it's it's different you know what i'm saying <laughs> so uh next story is uh school rallies around 14 year old boy who got publicly turned down by a girl but she did nothing wrong right okay so after a teenage boy was turned down by a girl at his school ask, uh, after asking her to be his Valentine, many people are pointing out that the support he's gotten is extremely misogynistic. Uh, multiple TikTok users have taken to their platforms to criticize the school's response after hearing about the young boy's rejection, which uh, ultimately cast all of the blame onto the young girl who politely turned down the proposal, right? <clears throat> So uh, let's see, uh, Roman Star 14 decided to plan a romantic gesture for Valentine's Day earlier this month. Uh, and it says, you guys, my oldest baby is 14. He has autism and is very shy and socially awkward, his mother said. Uh, yesterday, he made a poster for a girl at school and asked her to be his Valentine at lunch in front of everyone. She said no. <clears throat> Roman, who resides in Colorado Springs, Colorado, told his mother that he was very sad after approaching a young girl that he went to school with in the cafeteria and asking her if she would be his Valentine. The young girl politely turned him down, but the rejection gained Roman support from his other classmates and teachers at his school. When he arrived the next day, Roman was given notes and cards from his other classmates who all asked him to be their Valentine. And then it says uh, they asked him to be their Valentine, and he said yes. Star wrote on Facebook. Then, uh, then the entire cafeteria cheered so loud they disrupted nearby classes, and everyone got in trouble and had to have a silence lunch period after that. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the notes, however, stated that the girl who turned Roman down didn't deserve him, and that she should have said yes. Right. <laughs> like what what do you think about that because like list literally the girl is being demonized while the boy is being coddled you well know what I'm saying? that's the unfair part of inclusion right because mm -hmm. uh because he has autism everybody feels like oh you could have at least said yes because but why should i have to why do I have to date somebody? Like, it's a date. It's not like they're in the middle of a dance and he asks for one dance or he asks for a hug or, you know, like a simple one instant occurrence. You ask for a date, probably to a dance that means something to me that I want to spend with who I want to spend it with. And I just, right. it's just one of those ideas that we feel like some people have more rights than other people right yeah yeah because like I, I don't see why she got like ridiculed for her politely turning them down it ain't like she was like oh get the fuck out of here i've never you know blah 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 she literally politely took his feelings in considerations and politely said no so it's like, how is she to blame for that? And now, as this 14-year-old girl is going to school, you know, people probably giving her funny looks, you know, saying, oh, you did him wrong, and why would you do that? And, like, literally making her feel bad for the situation where she politely turned him down. 
Like, as far as, like, I agree with them as far as, like, he was being coddled because you have to know life isn't fair and rejection is a possibility. And that's a thing with some of these kids nowadays. They don't know how to take rejection. So they act out, they lash out, and sometimes even hurt the other person for rejecting them. So it's like, and, when do we tell our men awesome. and women? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like, at a point, when are you going to tell these young men, like, hey, life isn't fair. You know what I'm saying? Rejection is a possibility. You just got to keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? You'll find you'll find one. It'll be the next one. You know what I'm saying? Don't you know? Don't sweat it. Don't worry about it too much. But keep moving. You know, make it a positive interaction. So, like, because we've heard in news where somebody got turned down and they killed the girl. And way too often, that's a fear for women, right? If you ask me and I say no then I'm mean, I'm a bee, I'm stuck up, like I'm all of these things. There's the potential for harm. There's a potential that somebody's going to try and make you. Um, I had this guy, listen, I hated this dude for probably 20 years because he asked me to go out with him. And I just politely said, no, I'm cool, you know, thanks anyway. You know, something just nice and chill. He went in on me. I mean, dogged me to no end. You ugly. Wow. You look like a pit bull. I didn't want to talk <laughs> to you anyway. I was just trying to be nice. Do you know how many girls want to talk? Like all of this stuff. And I was like 14 or 15. And I'm like, well, go talk to them. Like, why are you still talking to me? He like, you the one ugly. You just mad because you ugly. Then why are you talking to my ugly self? Like, what can I right. do? Right. And I was so mad because I wanted to fight him, but I didn't think I could beat him. <laughs> but I really tried. <laughs> why me? Like all I did was walk past you and your friends. Like what nobody tried, like you know what I'm saying? I was so mad. I went oh. and told my cousins I wanted to go back over there, but they was cool with him. So they just talked to him and he like, oh my bad, I was just playing it, what no, 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 all the stuff. But I really didn't like him for 20 years. And so in um, 2014, because you know, I had moved away and I hadn't seen him in a long time. So right. after Tuzu's death, um, I needed a barber. And he was the only one like short term available to cut baby's hair. And while he was cutting baby's hair, I couldn't even hold it in no more. Like, dude, I hated you and I wanted to kill you for so long. <laughs> he like, I'm sorry. I don't even remember that if I'm being honest. He like, but it sounded like something I would do. I was that, you know, I was such an a-hole and all of this stuff. But it was so irritating that I had held on to that for that long because I couldn't believe he dogged me like that because I politely said no. That's crazy. And then he gonna say it sounded like something I would have said, but I don't remember that. <laughs> Which I did, right? You know, like one instant yeah. some people cling to. But you know how ignorant you got to be for that to be something you might have said? Yeah, you got to be super ignorant on that. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, shit. Carol Carol was like, niggas. <laughs> Looking like <laughs> And that's how it be gonna, for real. 
like got mad because you politely said no and start calling you names like evidently you don't think i'm ugly because you asked me you know what i'm saying so now since i said no now it's like oh you ugly like nah nah bro you just mad because i turned your punk ass down and now listen i, I was oh, I, call me ugly i don't care you came talking to me i it wasn't and he was so nice looking but boy i I don't got time for this. Like, you know, I just, so many women have probably millions of stories like that. And it's like, we can't win. If we turn you down nicely, then you've got something rude to say. If we try and give yep. you a fake number to appease you, to act like we give you the real number, dudes will call it right there in front of you and then be mad. Like, oh, you gave me the wrong number. Oh, you. So then if you don't give them your number at all, like, like, what's the answer? Like, what was this right. little girl supposed to do? Like, how was she supposed to politely say, I'm not interested in you taking me on a date without politely saying it? Like, what else could she do? And then right. people trying right. to, like, put her down and make her feel like, like she's less than because that's her choice. And she has the right to make that choice. Definitely has every right to make that choice, regardless of the situation. Yeah, definitely. But definitely shouldn't be felt feel, uh, be felt like that she did something wrong when she didn't. You know, it's, she wasn't mean or nasty about it. She politely turned them down. So it's like now, that, now y'all. Yeah. You say that happens. Yeah. And now it, they rallying. Go ahead. My so. bad. Yeah, but then they rallying around the kid, the boy, like he didn't deserve it like i mean some people you know rejection is gonna happen you gotta get used to it you 14 you better get rejected now then you know what i'm saying then not know how to act later on in life when you get rejected you know what i'm saying like i mean that just well, I, respect no them. I respect them rallying behind him but yeah. don't make her the villain like don't try and put her right. down because of it because she has the right to choose mm -hmm. and to me it would have been worse if she would have said yeah in front of all of those people and then secretly told him no or stood him up or something later like like what what was the answer like is the only acceptable answer for her is yes and forget what she wants for herself long as he gets what he wants like i don't understand right. how you know how is that supposed to go yeah who knows yeah that's crazy yeah so it seemed like we both are in agreement on that one <laughs> yeah. that, that was too much and i like right. your perspective of rejection is a part of life sometimes you just have to be able to deal with it might as well learn now that everything isn't going to go your way and right if you teach your kid that at three and four they won't be spazzing out throwing temper tantrums at 15. Yeah, true. Absolutely. Yeah, because they go, yeah, definitely go throw a tantrum. Just like uh just like that one kid that tore the mom's house up because she wouldn't do something. You remember so that one? That, that was a full-fledged three-year-old temper tantrum, except he big grown and with a sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I would have beat that in words <laughs> even if you my son i don't care boy ain't no way i my video would have been so different i'd have been getting hauled off to jail
probably kicking the police officer's car as they trying to put me in, still mad, like let me at him because he didn't lost his mind. And they'd have been like, ma'am, he's unconscious. Well, that means he's still breathing. Give him here. Because <laughs> <laughs> ain't no way. <laughs> like that level of entitlement, you know, like it's a new case of a teacher's assistant took a kid's Nintendo Switch mm -hmm. and he beat her to a pulp. A big high school kid pushed her down so hard she lost consciousness on her way to the ground and then commenced Ooh. to beat her down because she confiscated his Nintendo Switch because he was older than class and wasn't supposed to be. Wow. Like, this is a crazy time. And I don't feel like education is going to be able to sustain itself in this current world and environment that we are presently in. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Cause like, yeah, cause that's like that one teacher. Uh, I, I I don't I think I don't know if it was in the Carolinas or not, but uh, the five year five or six year old shot her, and like she put her hand up, so it like went through her hand and through her arm and shit, and she got the kids out and got the gun away. Like, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Your old can get access to a gun, bring it to school, know how to use it, and then be mad enough to pull a trigger. Like, at most, what does she do? Make you turn your card? You lost recess a couple times. Like, mm -hmm. what's happening at six that you are so distraught that it equals death for somebody else? Right. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that don't make no sense. Mm -mm. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yep. All right. Well, it is that time for our one and only sponsor break. Please don't go nowhere. We will be right back to you with more Just Therapy. I'm your host, comedian Sean Boyd, and I got Miss KT in the building. We'll be right back to you. Take us to break. I say, like, usually I'm saying, take us to break, baby. You know, like, leave money, take us to break, baby. So now nah, I'm, I'm taking us to break. So do I call myself? Like, do I say, <laughs> Take us to break, baby. You got we'll like, it. SB, out. take us to break, baby. Right, right. Myself, <laughs> take us to break, myself. baby. You got to change it up. Like, little mama, it's time for break, baby. <laughs> right. Something. I don't know. All right, y'all. Right, we'll be right back to you. Don't go nowhere. And the reason why I love it so much is because we got the best place for you. Twisted Tomato Pizzeria. They got two locations. One at 1909 Bailey Road, Cuyahoga Falls. Their phone number is 330-928-2222. And they got another location in downtown Akron across the street from Rubber Duck Stadium. Their address is 325 South Main Street, Akron. Phone number 330-849-5707. Best part about the downtown location is the beer wall. I like to call it Dave and Buster's of beer. They got 36 taps, including ale, IPAs, wine, all that good stuff. And all you do, you go in there, you put money on the car, you take the card up to the taps, put it towards the tap, 
and pour as much beer as your heart desires, man. It is just so good. So good when it hits your lips. It's just so good. And another thing I like about Toys and Tomato Pizzeria is they cater to your taste buds. Like, cater to them. And what I mean by that is any way you want your food prepared, they got you. Because like me, I'm a cheeseless type of person. You know what I'm saying? I'm allergic to milk. So anytime I order a pizza, I get extra sauce, whatever I want on there, and they make it to my taste buds. And when I take my first bite, I'll be like, mm, mm, bitch, because it's just that damn good. And Miss KT, she a vegan-ish kind of girl. So the pizza she got had the cauliflower crust, the peppers, the onions, all that stuff on there. She said when she took her first bite, it was, mm, mm, bitch, like it was that damn delicious. Make sure you check them out. And they got another location on the way in Stowe, Ohio. So if you ever in Akron or Cuyahoga Falls, look up Twisted Tomato. You mentioned Just Therapy, the podcast. You get a 10% discount because they are the official sponsor of Just Therapy, the podcast. As for the owner, Brad, cool people. And you get that 10% discount. Because if it's pizza, it's possible. Uh, I was trying to hurry up and swallow and then that made it slower. Uh, wait, am I allowed to say hurry up and swallow? Oh, anyway. <laughs> tomato. Uh, uh, hey, twisted tomato. Pizzeria. I was telling the co-worker today, she said, I want to buy you a pizza. We having pizza tomorrow. I said, well, I don't eat regular pizza. She said, well, where can I get you a pizza from? I'll get it from anywhere. I said, if you're going to buy me a pizza, it's got to come from Twisted Tomato. She said, where is that? I said, the one closest to us is in downtown Akron. Make sure you get me a cauliflower crust. I said, they're going to hook me up. Absolutely. She said, I've never tried them. I said, well, when you try them, let me know what you think. Because Twisted Tomato Pizzeria is so good. It really do make you be like, mm -mm, bitch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't wait for that pizza tomorrow. That's the only pizza I eat. Because if it's pizza, it's possible. Sorry, I had to hey. have my own little commercial. It was so funny. <laughs> hey. You good. You good. I'm sure Brad won't mind. <laughs> All right. Just another day on the couch talking about all the problems of today. Welcome back, couchers. And I ain't hear you use no sound effects yet. Huh? I ain't hear you use no sound effects. You ain't hear the clap? When? When did you clap? I've been clapping. I hit the I hit the giggle and everything. Hit something no. right now. You say hit something right now. Yeah. Cause you know, normally after the welcome back, you it'd be like burr, 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 burr. Well, we on a new board. I gotta I gotta get that. I gotta get that. The burr, 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 burr. Play, just play something. I did. I just did. You ain't hear it. Nothing? You ain't hear none nope. of that? Nope. 
Carol, let me know if you can hear the sound effects, please. Because we heard it yesterday when we was practicing. You know what I'm saying? I know. She says she's tired of the BS. So <laughs> she's like, I don't need all them sound effects. Leave me alone. No, that was before we went to commercial break. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what was we talking about? I don't even remember. Uh, the, the, the kid getting turned down. Oh. Listen, there's so many fragile men out here. If somebody would have helped them deal with rejection when they was younger, it wouldn't be such a violent, dangerous, rape-heavy society. Unfortunately, I got to go there because that's it's really bad. You know? It is super bad, definitely. Definitely. So so what are we talking about? You said the, uh, the end times is coming. What is it? The end times is near. What, what, how'd you put it? I don't even know, uh, but it is so much going oh, on. Signs of the times. Signs of the times. Signs of the times. Okay. Um, it, if you notice, right? I got to put on my glasses because mm -hmm. this is my okay. scholar. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. <laughs> and I really need to be able to see my computer. <laughs> but. So many things are changing and taking place that has never been imagined before. And it's uh, connecting to revelations. And many people are saying that these are signs that the end times are upon us. The Euphrates River, one of the largest, most prominent rivers in the world it's is a up. major international waterway that divides Turkey, Syria, and Iraq. It has been in place for over 10,000 years and has provided water to the region, has recently begun to dry up. And it's terrifyingly bizarre and people are so concerned about having a drought in that area that they have no idea what to do. Mm. And it's just one of those scary things. Like the Bible talks about the Euphrates River and for it to now be drying up. Like it's one of the biggest, most uh, well-known and used rivers in the world. Yeah, that's crazy. It was about 1,700 miles long and had about 190,000 square miles that it covered. And it's drying up. And it's, it's beginning to dry up. And now mm. for the first time, like you can pretty much see the bottom of it. Wow, that's crazy. You know, this this ain't the first time I heard of this. Cuzzo told me about this uh, a couple months ago. Yep, because it's been drying up more and more. And now it's almost completely dry. And the animals are, you know, like they can't even live in that area anymore because it's, it's just drying up. The people don't have a water source. It was a way of travel. 
It was a way of connecting different cities. Like, and now they are worried about um, a drought. Hmm. And they're saying the number one reason that it's drying up is low rainfall. Okay. And Iraq is right now facing the worst drought that they've ever seen. Hmm. And it said this has been a problem for decades and it's getting worse and worse. And over 7 million people are affected by the river drying up. And wow. part of that went to the low rainfall, but the high temperatures. So, you know, like we was talking the other day, how it was 70 degrees in Ohio. Yep. We have never, as far as I can remember, had so many multiple 70 degree days in the wintertime. Yeah, it was 70 and, degrees and then the next day it was 30. Right, because that's Ohio for you. But we really had a mild winter. Like, I feel like we've only had one, maybe two decent side storms. Like, they wasn't even really bad storms. We got one snow day out of it, which only because it was kind of cold. It wasn't even it really was snow day worthy. It was negative but, 30 degrees. But um, in Los Angeles, they received snow. Yeah. You know, Tony, Tony, Tony made the song, It Never Rains in Southern California. Well, it snowed. See you when I get there. <laughs> Haven't seen your face in a year. Hey. Until I get there. That's my, hey, that's Woo. my shit. That's my <laughs> shit. I know, that, I know that whole song. Don't get me started. Because they tell me. That's my shit. Watch out. Watch out there. <laughs> but they said, um, you know, sometimes it snows near the mountains in California. Yeah. But yep. this time it was actually snowing in some of the cities that weren't in the mountains. And a lot of people had snow and hail in their backyards. That's crazy. In San Francisco, they had more rain than they've ever had before. They had a windstorm that was so bad, it was blowing the trees down. Mm. So many uh, people, no matter you know what faith you believe in, believe these are signs of the times. And a lot of people believe that this is just what's been spoken of and that the end days are near. And so, you know, we have these talks of a recession looming. A lot of people feel like we better get ready. And so um, I am a firm believer of stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Right. And I don't know if a famine is coming or how bad this recession is supposed to be. But right. they are saying, you know, it's a good time to stock up on food. There are so many places in the world where people are starving to death because food availability and prices are so much higher than they've ever been before. If you think about it, even here, Stan's Club doesn't even have all of the fruit and vegetables that they used to and so it's the idea that everybody needs to prepare themselves pointing to us now i was talking about
something similar to what they went through in the Great Depression. And that, right. you know, we, we think that it's not possible, but if you're living your everyday life or you're living paycheck to paycheck, or if you're in a situation where you don't have surplus, then you need to, you know, be mindful and try and stock up on some things that might help stretch as best as possible. Even mm. when COVID was talking, though, people were afraid, you know, of what could happen with the stores and people realized they weren't as prepared as they would like to think so they, you know, should be. No, because like when COVID hit and you go into Walmart, it was empty fucking rows, empty, like barely like two loaves of bread left, maybe a pack of hamburger buns. I'm talking about empty, like frozen food sections empty meat sections empty like empty. yeah thinking they was never gonna be able to leave the house again yeah and now yeah. what is um this like there's been like a world well, i won't say worldwide because i don't know if that's true but a national food shortage where prices are so high many people can't afford it or the people that can afford it are trying to stock up as much as possible on whatever they can stock up with so that they have some things. Um, and thankfully for me, my mom and her husband are hoarders. So I know where I'm going if the recession hit. <laughs> Cause I don't have nothing in this house. <laughs> yeah, you ain't the only one. But I know where I'm gonna go. And they talk about some, what you going to bring to the table? I'm talking about you got to have something to get in. My appetite, I, nigga. <laughs> uh, well, I feel like I'm pretty strong so I can help keep the other people out. Because when they find out <laughs> y'all got in here, oh, it's going to go down. You said I got I got my muscles in these hands. <laughs> Listen, and I keep the knife on, so I will fillet a nigga. So, uh... <laughs> We good up in here. And I don't have a gun anymore, but they got several, and I do know how to shoot. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's scary to think about. If something yeah. happened right now, what do you think you would be able to do? Couchers, let me know. How prepared are you if there was a major drastic emergency and you couldn't get to the grocery store or there were no more grocery stores or there wasn't food available, what options would you have and what would you do? Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, shit, I don't even know what I would do. I think we'll be ass out. My cousin always talk about like being prepared for this shit. Like we need land. Like we got, we got land in uh, South Carolina. We got our own street, Boyd Street. And we got uh, farmland, but like you need farmland to be able to grow your own crops. You know what I'm saying? As far as, you know, corn, wheat, all that stuff, you know, so, so you can be prepared. You got to have cows so you can, uh, you know, actually take them out. You know what I'm saying? Have some meat, you know what I'm saying? When you need it. So uh, he always talks about, you know, uh, being prepared for, you know, the situation. And it's, it's crazy how much, you know, he talks about that. So because it's one of those sad realities where as a people, 
in this country, we used to be self-sufficient and relied heavily on agriculture. And then we would use the barter system. Well, nowadays, right. most people don't have anything to barter because we don't go to the local farms and trade them for things or, you know, or I got, I made a good wheat crop this year and you got the corn or barley. So let's switch off. You know, most of us don't even know how to farm or what fruits and vegetables are even sustainable to farm in Ohio. Cause we not in the right. tropics. We don't have a good temperature in order to be able to, you know, grow some of the things like oranges and things that you can in other places. Um, but it's a very scary idea. You know, I used to teach my kids in case of emergency, what options do you have? What would you do? You know, I had this dream maybe about seven years ago that there was such a heavy flood in Akron that everybody tried to like get to the, the highest heels but we don't even have many high heels in Akron, you know, like we're so limited in our preparation for something drastic that, you know, it's just something to think about and not in a be scared and live your life afraid, but in right. a pray and get as prepared as you can so that if something happens, you aren't just ass out, like you said, so that you have some options. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, Couchers, what would y'all do if the situation happened where you, you, you got to make it happen? You know what I'm saying? You ain't got nothing to do. Like the stores is going out of, getting out of everything. Cause like you remember, like just not too long ago, eh, like everything is going up. Like you know what I'm saying? They they just kept talking about uh, you seen all the memes about you know the eggs and they was putting them in baggies, like four four uh, eggs in a baggie, talking about they were selling them for ten dollars and shit like that. Cause the price yeah, went crazy at one point. Yeah, yeah, it, it it did, and it's crazy. Cause like I remember one day I went into Walmart when they were talking about these prices was crazy, uh, and I just happened to be in Walmart and the egg section was empty, and I'm like, damn. So I went to Sam's Club, and they got it like you know only two, you know what I'm saying, only two uh, uh, two cartons per customer. You know what I'm saying, and I don't know how much. They uh watching that, but during COVID, they was like, you know, only two per person. You know what I'm saying? They ain't want you taking uh four or five or three. You know what I'm saying? They only wanted you to get like one per customer or two per customer of certain items. But you know, people was being greedy and they like, who go stop me? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's crazy. It's something to think about. It's crazy. It's definitely crazy out here. And, you know, you see it every day with everything that's going on with the mass shootings and, the, you know, just the Euphrates River dry, you know, starting to dry up. You know, I was just looking at pictures of that. And uh, yeah, those pictures look crazy because it's literally not nowhere near the height it usually would be. And uh, yeah, so people got it, you know, like you said, Better be ready than have to get ready. And it's crazy. It might be too late. The mass shootings. Because we have had 72 already this year in 2023. And it's just unreal how now. 72? 72. Damn. And it's crazy because. Like, I don't even remember hearing about 72. And now they happen so frequently 
that nope, it doesn't even affect anybody's day. All right, say that, say that again. My bad, little mamos, all in my ear. The last last point you said. You don't remember it was 72 ever, and then something after that. No, I say I can't believe it was 72. I haven't even heard about it being 72. And then it happens frequently. We are so desensitized to it that when you do hear about it, you know, it turns your stomach a little bit. And then within the next day or so, you go on about your life. Yeah, yeah, because it was it was just one I heard about a 19-year-old kid uh, killed this lady um in her car and then like the news people came to cover it and he came back to the scene killed killed the news anchor and wounded the cameraman then went to a house close by busting the house killed the nine-year-old daughter and wounded the mom and like they had nothing to do with it that is horrible yeah for no reason though just because no reason just because he felt like shooting people, felt, felt like killing people. No reason like whatsoever. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, that shit all that shit off the hook, man. Cause it's more and more shit going down that people don't realize. Like I like I, I stopped watching the news so long ago because it ain't nothing, but it's always something negative and something hurtful on the news. And you know, you just get tired of seeing that, you know, that 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 stuff every single day but golly it's getting it's getting it's getting worse and worse it definitely it's is horrible. it said it was 647 mass shootings last year 647 yep oh wow yeah that's great that's a, that's a crazy number 647 Yes. Wow. In 72 already in a matter of two months. And they said 21 involved five or more fatalities. And it's really scary because they are becoming more and more common. And everybody has guns. They have these, you know, AKs and, you know, bars and all of these hunting and shooting and military style rifles that you don't need in your home and they are using them for horrible reasons yep just some of a few it said february 19th in memphis 11 people were shot Mm. and then you know they had the one at michigan state university and that was really heartbreaking somebody who survived sandy hook as an elementary kid and then you grow up and go to college and then have to deal with another mass shoot in that college after you already lived through one before like how common it is i don't know it just breaks my heart yeah one of our faithful cultures uh her daughter go to michigan state um and it happened on a monday uh uh after like she was on the podcast uh chiming in because she usually listened on spotify and then literally seven, eight, ten minutes after I got off and I jumped on Facebook, she was talking about uh, her daughter's school was on lockdown and it was literally like by where she was at. And luckily, you know, she didn't get she wasn't involved or anything like that. But, yeah, that's crazy. It is. 
And I feel like I just heard a case of a man. I feel like he he went to an apartment building or a dorm or something and just started shooting. Like it's just all of these things just feel like it's got to be the end of the times. It's just so horrific the amount of stressful items we have to deal with in this country yeah. and abroad. And I just hope everybody is aware or preparing yourself to put yourself in the best situation possible if something disastrous does happen. Definitely. Definitely got to be better. Be ready and get ready, like she said, y'all. Yeah. You ready to go to our favorite subject? I'm ready. It's time for it. crazy. Funny. Fucked up, up. news. Yeah. Oh man, I got I got I got one for y'all today, man. This week in crazy, funny, fucked up news. So uh surgeons extract condom wrapped banana man ate in hormonal rage fit. Man, that, that, that just sounds crazy, right? <laughs> what was the second thing you said after condom wrapped banana? Uh, man ate in hormonal rage fit. That is crazy. Like, that don't even sound right. So a man had to be hospitalized after eating a banana wrapped in a condom in a fit of rage, which resulted in a serious bile blockage. A case study describing his bananas contraceptive uh, calamity deemed to be the world's first case of its kind was published earlier this week in the journal. The bizarre case came to light after the unidentified patient had reported to the hospital after experiencing abdominal pain, nausea and vomiting. Meanwhile, he wasn't able to tolerate any food or drink and hadn't had a bowel movement in over 24 hours. Doctors performed a CAT scan, which revealed that the poor soul had a condom-wrapped banana obstructing his small intestine. The patient, who reportedly had a history of depression, uh, copped to swallowing the prophylactic-covered fruit in a fit of hormonal rage. <laughs> that shit just don't People sound right. The inadvertent uh, the inadvertent fruit mule. Listen, I thought that was hilarious. The inadvertent fruit mule, because like I said, a drug mule, <laughs> was subsequently rushed into surgery, where doctors were able to remove it from his his poop chute. <laughs> Accompanying photos snap post extraction show the. Contraceptor swaddled bruised fruit next to a pair of surgical thongs. The man was discharged three days after the potassium balloon's removal, whereupon he recovered to the point where he could eat and poop without issue. It is really crazy because my first thought was he must don't have a gag reflex. How did he get a hold of it? Oh, pull down. I mean, I get the condom helps, but it's still a hole. I don't know. I'm so confused. And then it went all the way down, and then it got stuck as your body trying to push it through. 
I was playing. I was playing the moan sound effects. I hope the couches can hear that shit. Uh, I didn't hear. That's I know. Oh shit, that's crazy. Like, why would you like? How mad were you that you swallowed a condom wrapped banana? Like, why? I don't get it. I don't get and so it. you said he was in a hormonal rage. But yeah. I wonder, like, is he mad at somebody? Like, did he catch his partner? Like using the condom covered banana, you know, for their own benefit. And he got jealous and was like, Give me this damn banana. You ain't about to use like what? Uh that yeah, that's that's disgusting. Like a used condom banana and he didn't he swallowed it. That like that sound worse. Like what? And I was laughing because little mama was talking about some nan and a boo-boo, and I'm like, no, he couldn't boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> He was stopped up. The banana was probably oh. going bad, like inside of like it's so weird. Yeah, and then so he couldn't eat because he, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't he, shit. He couldn't poop it out. Oh man, that reminded me of when I was taking them pain meds for my knee, where I was constipated and I was so pissed because. Like I had to take some laxatives to help me out. And I was like, I didn't know this was going to back me up taking fucking pain meds, let alone do something to stop yourself from going to the damn bathroom. Like why? Anytime, like when you, the anesthesia and stuff from surgery, they back you up and they have to give you sometimes stool softeners or something to yeah. help you out. But I've just thought about something with that dude. How do they know for sure he ate it? Maybe he was trying something anal and it got went up that way and got stuck. Stuck I, by a small intestines, though. I mean, maybe maybe it shot through the other way. I just don't get why or how the banana in the condom went down. Like I, just, I don't get. Oh it. shit! I got pictures. You want to see them? I'm scared. <laughs> uh, you you got to see it. I got I got to share my screen and let me let me know when you can see it. Oh boy. Can you see it? No. You can't see the the con the condom wrap banana. I don't see nothing but you still. Ah, oh, hold on. Let's I got see. a coin. I always got a coin too. Let's see. Let me find you. Oh man, I thought I had this ready. I definitely hold on. It was nothing. And you still, you still can't see my screen. Nope. You just see me. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I put it up in the. Uh, I put it on the uh, the page. Make sure you go to the page, just therapy the Facebook. Also uh, on Instagram, Just Therapy, the podcast. You better stop before you fall. Um, so it'll, it'll be on there. I'll put the picture up on there. Yeah, that that, that shit look disgusting, too. Yeah, but like, that's crazy. Yeah. So, game edition. How old do you think the man was that did this shit? I'm scared. Oh, how old do you think he was? 
Um, I'm gonna say fifty. Fifty? Okay. I feel like you got to be an old fool to do something like that. An old fool? You don't think an old person would know better? <laughs> I don't know no more. This world is crazy. <clears throat> you ain't lying. Well, you're wrong. He was 34 years old. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like how mad? How mad could you be to swallow a banana wrapped in a condom? Like seriously, how 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 mad could you be? Like, and I don't get it. Like, why not just eat the banana? Like, why you? Why? What's the condom for? Like, what? I don't. I don't get unless it. he was, you know, unless he was just like practicing head on it and it just <laughs> lost his grip. I don't know. I just don't. I can't picture how this happened that way. And I've and seen lost women his, and lost his grip. Banana in and, and lost his grip though. And then they pull it back up. So I know people have that skill set. I am not one, unfortunately, to whatever guy I marry. <laughs> I mean, I'm oh, close, but shit. I ain't that good. But for it to go all the way. <laughs> and the fact that they said he was in a hormonal rage, I don't know how they knew that. I feel like he was probably just pissed off when he got there. But and when they, that's why I thought he was old. Because if you say hormonal, it makes it seem like like you going through a midlife crisis or change or something. He 34. Yeah. How is he hormonal? I, I don't get it. Like, because when I first seen that story, I was like, wait, what? A hormonal rage? He swallowed a, a, a banana wrapped in a condom? Like, why would you do that? What was that Just line you said about him being like a, instead of a drug mule? Oh, he was a fruit mule. <laughs> They're going to cut his ass open to get that damn banana out so they can sell it. <laughs> Listen, because, you know, that's what happens to, like, the drug mules. They have to cut the drugs up out of them. And sometimes yep. the bags bust inside the people and kill them and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that is horrible. Oh, shit. And that was your this week's crazy, funny, fucked up news. Yeah. <laughs> People be doing some crazy stuff in this world. Oh shit. That's hilarious. That's too funny. Too damn funny. Oh my gosh. But it is that time, y'all. It is time for the close. Yep. But before we get there, please, please, please make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel at Just Therapy the Podcast. Follow us on Twitch at Just Therapy Pod. And of course, Facebook, Just Therapy The Podcast. You can also email us at justtherapypod at gmail.com. You can follow myself at Sean Boyd on Facebook. TikTok is SB Comedy One. Uh, Instagram is SB Comedy. Uh, and Miss KT, TikTok, what is it? Miss KT underscore comedy. Right? I think so. You know, something like that. I'll never be knowing. You be knowing. I, th I think that's it. Yep. But uh, let's see. I ain't even pull it up yet. I was too busy giving out all that shit. Let's see. But your clothes this week, something you can ponder on until the next time you see us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, or hear us on Spotify. Your ponder this week, something you can 
ponder on. All right, so let's go with this. Uh, all right, yeah, this is a good one. Here we go. Some people can't function without negativity because bringing down others makes them feel better. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I'll read that one more time. Some people can't function without negativity because bringing, uh, bringing down others makes them feel better. You want to go on? You want go on and break that down, Miss KT? Listen, that is so sad. Yes, and really detrimental. Um, but unfortunately, it's a reality, right? There are some people who feed off of negativity. They look for the drama. They want to nitpick and find any reason to put somebody else down, bring them down put a spotlight on any little minute problem they have just because they pretend like it makes them feel better. But what it really does is it is proof of that old saying that misery loves company. They are really upset with who they are and they want to bring you down with them because they don't want to do the work to heal and fix themselves. So they'd rather pinpoint all of your mistakes so that they can feel justified or like somebody else got it worse than they do. Do not be one of those blood sucking negative vampires who are just trying to take the joy out of this life. Be the type of positivity that makes somebody's day better, that makes somebody smile, that does something good for somebody else. Do not make yourself feel better by being the scum of the earth. Nobody needs any more darkness in this world. I couldn't say it better myself. That's what's up. Hey, that one kind of pissed me off. I feel like I was about to really go there. <laughs> you sorry, blood sucking wenches. No. Because <laughs> some people really are like that. Like, they try and find the most negative, you know, you ever tell somebody your good news and they find the one bad potential thing about it or something and focus on that. You'd be mm -hmm. like, dang, just be happy for me. Just celebrate a little bit. Right. Celebrate just a little bit. Celebrate with me. Don't be right. mad. Be glad, you know? <laughs> right. Oh, man. All right, Couchers, thanks for coming with us on this first ride without uh, Red Line Radio. We do definitely appreciate them, though. Uh, but, you know, it was a mutual split. So uh, definitely keep sticking with us. We're going to keep bringing it to you. Just Therapy, the podcast. We got more coming for you. We're bringing back guests. About to ramp, about to, uh, ramp up the guests coming back in. We got some guests already scheduled this month. So, Hey, every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Most of the time we end before 9 so we can get y'all out of here so you can relax the rest of that Monday evening. But we definitely appreciate y'all for checking us out. Miss KT, you got anything? Nope. Be blessed. <laughs> All right. See y'all next time. God willing. SB, I'm going to take us home, baby. <laughs> M-I-C-A-H Beats Excellent.
welcome, welcome, welcome to Just Therapy, where we talk about life with a comedy twist, with your host, comedian Sean Boyd, Antonio Ferguson, and Miss KT. We talk about a whole bunch of shit from politics to people actually taking shit. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the therapy session. Man, this be dope. Make a motherfucker wanna rap. I can't rap, man. Hold on, here we go. I can't rap. I really can't. But come sit down on the couch with us. Man, I can't rap. Come to the couch. Enjoy the show. Let's go.